Hello, and welcome to Boston Private Perspectives. I'm Shannon Sakosha, Chief Investment Officer at Boston Private. I want to thank you as always for joining us. With the month of January now behind us, it seems fitting that we should shift our attention to something that normally would demand the bulk of our focus in the first half of the quarter, just corporate earnings season. While admittedly the emphasis over the last few years has shifted to more of a macro focus, with the Fed, Washington, and the pandemic all significantly impacting market movements, it's important to get a pulse check from companies in order to understand what we should expect over the next several quarters. Rather than bury the lead, I'll start off with the basic facts. Earnings season for large U.S. companies is going great, by almost any measure especially given that we are still in the midst of a global pandemic that we have yet to contain. With just under 60% of the S&P 500 having now reported, the blended earnings growth rate for Q4 stands at 1.7%. At the start of the fourth quarter, earnings were expected to decline by almost 13%, and were still expected to decline by almost 9% by the end of the quarter. Now, I know what you're going to say. Earnings are usually better than expected, with around 75% of companies over the long term beating consensus estimates on a quarterly basis. Companies generally guide a bit conservative, and more importantly, analysts are continually fine-tuning their estimates right up until the earnings release, thus incorporating any significant events before the earnings drop. But this quarter, 81% of companies reporting thus far has beaten estimates and they are beating by a greater margin. Surprises sit at 15% over consensus, which is well above the five-year average of a little over 6%. Some of the takeaways include better credit quality, rebounds in ad spending, strength in areas of manufacturing, but perhaps most importantly is that the sentiment seems to have improved over the course of the quarter. Estimates have continued to be pushed up as analysts are resetting their expectations for the back half of the year, and they're now looking for what could be over 20% growth in earnings year over year for the first quarter, which is sharply higher than it was even a few weeks ago. So with that as the backdrop, you could ask what's happened with stocks. To be candid, the big beats really haven't been rewarded in the markets. And in fact, the companies that have been missing seem to be getting dinged by investors less than they have historically. Part of this is likely attributable to a run-up in some of the strongest names ahead of their earnings announcements. The typical buy the rumor, sell the news story we've heard so many times before from Wall Street pundits. We saw this in particular for many of the large cap growth names, which released extraordinarily strong earnings and revenue, and yet still saw their stocks trade either flat or down on the announcement. This is somewhat concerning as it relates to the performance of the overall index. As we've talked about over the last couple of years, there is significant concentration in several of the top 10 names, many of which are associated with the growth and or momentum factors which have outperformed over the last couple of years. 
And so whenever we're moving into the earnings reports for some of these stocks that represent a large percentage of the index, there is a significant amount of emphasis put on those results by investors. And so any meaningful weakness after those reports can potentially impact the index in a disproportionate way. That's not the only reason that people are paying attention to these earnings reports, however. Um, Companies like Apple and Microsoft are companies that all of us use in our day-to-day lives. They represent the consumer economy for many of us. They represent what we believe are companies that can continue to, to grow and thrive against a number of different economic backdrops as they have done over the last year. And so they have taken the place in portfolios as being somewhat defensive during a very difficult period. And so as such, we do still have uh, significant uncertainty as we move forward over the next couple of quarters, despite the fact that we've seen progress on the vaccine front. uh, The economy is not yet fully recovered, and we're not sure if the pace of the recovery is going to be um, as strong as we have anticipated, or if we are going to be beset by a slower recovery, such as the one that we experienced in 2009 and 2010. Um, which would certainly be a disappointment as it relates to investor expectations and economist expectations at large. The other thing to consider is that some of the companies that have been missing on their earnings are companies which have felt much more pain from the pandemic. And the misses could be viewed just as a continuation of the bad news, which has clouded the outlook for these companies over the last year. A tough earnings report can also be the opportunity for investors to add some more to their positions or initiate new positions in some of these more cyclical sectors and and industries and potentially rotate their portfolios for this expected economic breakout in the back half of the year. So while we don't see uh, a binary rotation from growth to value, such as the one that we were talking about, say, in late 2019 or perhaps in mid-2020, when uh, the COVID-19 situation seemed to be improving markedly prior to the second surge, we do believe that there does tend to be and does seem to be this incremental rotation into more cyclical exposures. It's been more pronounced in other parts of the market. Uh, We have seen investors potentially add cash from the sidelines or rotate from their fixed income exposure into areas like small cap stocks or emerging market stocks, which have a more cyclical bias in the underlying indices and in the underlying uh, stock universes. But we could continue to see that at the U.S. large cap level incrementally as these companies are viewed as more attractive following a, a difficult earnings report. The sentiment, too, overall for these companies has been more positive. Um, If you look back and you sort of anchor yourself to uh, where we were in March and April of last year, and you look at where we are today, um, the restrictions that are put on the economy from a social perspective and from a travel perspective are certainly less than what we were experiencing a year ago. And many of these companies understand that while the manufacturing side of the economy has improved more quickly, um, that follow-on consumer recovery is, is likely to come in the back half of the year. And therefore... CEO and C-suite sentiment 
is more positive, if still somewhat cautious. So if you look at the first quarter, um, and it's you know difficult to extrapolate what happens in the first quarter through the rest of the year, but in this case, given the backdrop that I've just outlined, it's important to state how these expectations fit into our thesis. As I mentioned in last week's podcast, corporate taxes could hit earnings later this year, which could push PEs even higher. And interest rates could force investors to discount future earnings at a higher rate and thus create a lower intrinsic value for stocks. But improving top-line revenues and continued cost-cutting and rationalization could certainly offset these impacts. The variability, though, could be significant. And so our range for earnings this year is pretty wide. Um, We could see anything from, you know, 170 to 190 using, you know, 2022 EPS forward estimates um, that could translate into really a a 20% decline to a 20% increase in the S&P 500 for this year if you're using a very broad fundamental range. Um, However, given the stimulative tailwinds that are in place and the reality that fundamentals have proven to be less important than macro forces that have been in play over the last couple of years, um, we view the probability of a modest to strong positive return as higher than that negative return scenario. Um, There are certainly several things that could upset that outlook for this year. Uh, you know, we could see uh, another surge of COVID-19. We could s- see a acceleration of mutations and a number of different variants where the current vaccines prove to be even less effective um, than they are being uh, seen to be versus, say, the South Africa variant that we're seeing today. Um, that would certainly create more concern about a consumer recovery in the back half of the year. Um, and we, you know, we could see policy changes. Um, the Fed could potentially raise interest rates, given what we think will be likely modestly higher inflation. Uh, if they view that to be sustainable inflation, they could raise interest rates faster than expected. We could see the tax impact that we talked about last uh, last week, or we could potentially see Washington determine that they want to be less accommodative. Uh, that seems unlikely, particularly given the route that President Biden looks to be going down in order to get his uh, new $1.9 trillion stimulus package uh, passed through just a, uh, a simple majority by his party. But these are things that could impact those corporate earnings coming into the back half of the year. And so, in short, it's important to continue to look at what's happening at the company level. It's important to be able to understand what's happening from an industry perspective and translate some of the economic data that we're seeing that has been somewhat lackluster into what could potentially create this inflection point uh, mid-year to be able to support uh, higher valuations, higher earnings, um, and frankly, gains in the stock market as we move into the back half of the year. Thanks again for listening to this week's podcast. I want to encourage all of you to reach out to our team here at Boston Private with any questions or concerns you may have. If you have any questions or thoughts on my points today, you can find me on Twitter at Shannon Sakosha.
You can also read our latest perspectives on the markets, the economy, taxes, estate planning, and the year ahead by visiting bostonprivate.com. And if you want all of this information delivered right to your inbox, I encourage you to sign up for our newsletters while you're there. Be sure to subscribe to the Boston Private Perspectives on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you prefer to listen. And I look forward to coming to you next week. This podcast is solely for informational purposes and is not a solicitation or an offer to buy any security or instrument or to participate in any trading strategy. The opinions expressed and information contained in this podcast are given in good faith, may be subject to change without notice, and are as of the date issued. All sourced information is believed to be reliable but has not been independently verified. This podcast discusses general market activity, industry or sector trends, or other broad-based economic, market, or political conditions and should not be construed as personalized investment advice. The following does not represent a complete analysis of every material fact with respect to the topics covered herein. All investments carry a risk of loss. Neither BPW nor its investment professionals or representatives provide tax, accounting, or legal advice. Listeners should review any planned financial transactions or arrangements that may have tax, accounting, or legal implications with their advisors. For additional information about us, please refer to our Form ADV Disclosure Brochure, which may be obtained by contacting us at 800-422-6172 or info at bostonprivate.com. Private banking and trust services are offered through Boston Private Bank and Trust Company, a Massachusetts chartered trust company. Wealth management services are offered through Boston Private Wealth, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor and wholly-owned subsidiary of Boston Private Bank and Trust Company. Boston Private Bank is an FDIC member and equal housing lender. Investments are not FDIC-insured, not bank-guaranteed, and may lose value.